Welcome to Peppershock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now, here's your host, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen, with Peppershock Media and founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today, I have a treat. We have Maggie Dennison with us. Welcome, Maggie. Thank you for having me, Ray. And Maggie, I want our listeners to learn a little bit more about you and your background and uh, just share kind of the, the journey of where you were and what got you where you are now. Wow. Well, I always like to say I'm your original Irish vagabond. So I've come <laughs> to where I am through lots and lots of journeys and corners and detours. Uh, when I when I finished uh, college, I went into the corporate world and uh, worked there for about 20 years. I ended up working for a computer company in Germany because I lived in Germany for a long, long time. And I was a project leader and I managed a group of editors and graphic artists. We produced all the training materials that were used all over Europe in English and in Germany in German. This was before the internet was big. So everything was cut and paste uh, and you yeah. know, paper. Yeah. So I did that and then I quit and I thought, Hmm, had enough of this. I quit. I left Germany. After I 20 years, Ireland. right? You after said 20 after 20 years. years. And, yeah. And, it, yep, and before this, I already grew up in Ireland, lived in England, lived in France, and ended up in Germany. So I, I quit there and I moved to Santa Monica. I quit this big corporate job and I moved to Santa Monica to go to a graduate school and I trained to be a psychotherapist. Wow. <laughs> Never Marketing did the and psychotherapy. I guess I kind of, you know, go With together. Psychology, you know, yeah. And I never did the license or the work because I realized by the time I'd finished that, um, I used to say, you know, you don't wake up some fine morning and say, the bees are buzzing and the birds are humming. It's a beautiful day in sunny Southern California. I don't think I'll go see a therapist. <laughs> you go see a therapist because you're miserable. And I couldn't work with that kind of energy. But beautiful work, but not mine to do. And that's when I became a coach instead back in the late 90s. Nice. Yeah. I was one of the first coaches out there. And from Wonderful. there, it kind of morphed into, I figured out people didn't know how to create a message. So I started writing for them. And then I became a copywriter. Uh -huh. Did that full time for about 10 years. Because after 9-11, the bottom fell out of the coaching market. Oh, right. Yes. It, it was discretionary expense. So I was a copywriter full time for about 10 years. And then I went back into coaching. I've never been good at doing just one thing. So I'm back <laughs> into coaching. But this time, just for marketing, not the, not the whole business thing with systems and finance. I think that bores me, except mm -hmm. for mine. Um, and coaching with just for marketing. So I did marketing, coaching, and I did messaging. Well, so I did those two things. And married them together. I married them together. And, and often like the, the, the writing clients needed marketing help and the marketing clients needed, needed writing help. So they fed each other. Hmm. These days, I do much less writing. I do a lot of editing, actually, for people who've done, it, done hmm. stuff and not always take a look at I'll take a look and I'll talk them through. I'll coach them through what's wrong, what's working, what's not working, and how to do it well. So mm -hmm. it becomes more of a coaching relationship rather than me writing for them, which is much more fun, actually. And then the other side of my, mar my the marketing, the coaching business is that these days, I look on myself as um, well, kind of like a mentor and a teacher for, for business owners on the magic, bringing together the magic of mindset and marketing. Because... Um, you know, things are never as smooth. Things right now are not as smooth as they used to be. And so much of what stops us in our, is in our heads. You think, well, because of COVID, I can't do this, or I can't do that, or I'm scared, or you know, all the kind of rational belief systems come in, and, and, and you, you sabotage yourself. Because mm -hmm. what I realize is that the, uh, when people get stuck in their marketing, 
most of the time, it's easy enough to help them figure out what to do. I mean, there's some foundational work and some stuff you need to know, like your ideal client and your differentiation and your branding image and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But where people get stuck is they've got all that done, they've got the, the strategy, they've got the action plan, and then they get stuck implementing. And where they get stuck is here, between their ears. Their mindset, yeah. The mindset, right, yes. So that's why it's so much more important to deal with that mindset first, because then you can do the marketing with ease and grace and flow and much less struggle because you're not in your head. Like I'm, I mean, I'm a prime example of this. I overthink everything. I can go round and round my head overthinking everything. I need somebody, I need my coach to say, stop it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, overthinking yes. doesn't matter, you know? So, so what it really is, is combining that, um, the inner, what I call the inner game with the nuts and bolts of marketing. So one feeds the other. It's like, I'm I'm a big believer in your your inner world is reflected in your outer world. You know, so what happens in your outer world has something to do with what's happening inside in your thoughts and your belief systems. So are so you what, working a lot with just solo <laughs> entrepreneurs or is it corporates or a mixture of both? Or kind of tell me, you know, who are you helping here? Mainly solos or partnerships. I when I when I was doing a lot more writing, I did a fair amount of writing for corporate. But for corporate training companies, because I come from a training background, so I understood what they were talking about. Um, so, you know, but now it's mainly solos or partnerships, you know, or a group of maybe, maybe there's three, two or three people running your business together. That's my sweet spot. And on top of that, I work best with the kind of people who understand what I'm talking about. Like, it's not all about the external stuff. There, there's, a, there's an inner thing. There's, a, there's, a, there's an awareness, a kind of consciousness that's bigger than just, you know, I'm going to pick up my phone and call 25 people today. You know, that inner, inner part of what's going on. So I work best with people who have that kind of awareness or if they don't have it completely, are willing to learn. Tell me kind of a typical journey or process that you go through. I know we've talked about where you do classes for people or uh, you're kind of putting together that. Uh, if somebody wanted to, to kind of go through that with you and, and get their mindset in the right space, what would that look like? How would they work with you? Well, the first thing I typically do is if, if, I, if I talk to people off the bat saying, well, let's look at your mindset. They don't know where to go with that. So we usually start with the marketing. What are you doing? What's working? What hasn't worked? And then we look at things like who's your ideal client? What are you trying to do? What's your strategy? We look at all that basic stuff first. And then, then it's easier to get to where are you stuck? Right. Because right. if I start with what's, what's the mindset that's stuck in you, they have no idea how to answer that question. So we have to start with the nuts and bolts of marketing. Look at what's, what, what they're trying to do, where, they're, what, where they want to be. And then we can get into, well, why are you not there yet? And sometimes it's just knowledge and sometimes it's what's going on inside the head. And then we can decide and I always let my clients decide, well, here's the options. We can do this, we can go this way. And, and here's the ups and downsides of that. Or we can go this way and here's the ups and, side, ups and downsides of that. And I make my recommendation by saying, you know, in the end, you're the client, you get to choose. So I don't believe, I'm not a believer in kind of hammering people with, my opinion, because I think it's right. People have to make their own decisions. Because if I try and force my decision on people, there's going to be a little bit of resistance, and a little bit of not quite bought into it enough. But if I let them make the choice, and usually what will happen, I'll say, well, I think here's what I'd like to, and they'll come back and say, what do you think of that? And then I'll give them my opinion. In the end, they usually go with what I say, but I give them that permission to tell me what you think would work best for you. It's kind of, I think it's respectful of people. Sure. 
to honor so, that they have an opinion. Yeah. Do you have an example of maybe a, a client that you worked with that you can, that if you can care to share, if you have that ability to do that, uh, just kind of how did you help somebody overcome their mindset and in, in their messaging and what you did with them? Uh, walk me through what you did. I think the, the example that pops in my mind immediately is a client here locally. I don't have that many local clients. This local client, she owns the best ballroom dance studio in town here. And we started working together about, about a year and a half ago because she wanted to build her business up. She wanted to introduce more services and she just, wanted, she just, need, she just needed support. People often come, they have kind of concrete things they want to do, but sometimes it's just the support and somebody to bounce ideas off. So we started, and strange enough, I would go and sit with her in her studio once a week. Normally, I don't even see my clients, but because she's like a mile from where I live, I said, well, let's get together and sit in the studio. And this is, um, this is where, where in California again, did you say? In Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, in California. Santa Barbara, yeah. yeah. So I'd go over there and we'd sit in her studio and we'd talk about, we start off talking about, okay, usually what I just said. So what are you doing? What's worked so far? Where have you hit the wall? What, are you, what would you like to be doing? And she had all these great ideas. She wanted to do a lot of, she had like 600 videos, teaching videos. She wanted to get them all online and do online classes. And, and, she, and she's like, she does like a million things. She's really talented. She's a beautiful, beautiful teacher. I've, I sat in on some of her classes. She's, nice. she's just such a beautiful teacher. She makes it, because she does the whole, not just dance, but movement. She's more like a movement person. Uh -huh. And she incorporates the whole movement. It's about movement, not about dance and learning dance stuff, but about mm -hmm. movement, keeping your body in good shape. Mm -hmm. So so we started talking about what she actually wants and where she wanted to go to. And then just in the conversation, things would come up and I'd say, well, have you tried so-and-so? Well, no. Have you thought of it? Yes. Well, why haven't you done it? Well, because. As soon as you hear the word, I haven't because, you know there's an yep. obstacle there. Right. So then after, I always said, what's after the because? Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, no more, yeah, but, yeah, or no, because, yeah, exactly, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, and I discovered with her, a lot of her, what was holding her back was stuff in her head, there were things she was very scared of, and a lot of this goes back to childhood stuff, you know, things she was taught wow. in childhood. Now, I do not go into childhood trauma, if people really get into that deeply I say go see a therapist because right. I know that's what I chose not to but do you, yeah exactly you've had you've at least had some education enough to know so, what you don't want to do what I don't <laughs> yes. want to do yeah I didn't want to deal with and, and I have the qualifications and the training to do it but that's not my work so if somebody gets right. really into a lot of childhood trauma I, to a point where some of it, if it depends what it is some I can deal with but if it gets too deep I'll say go see a therapist right so, so, so she had things going on like that uh, she'd never felt acknowledged that ever since she was felt everything she was doing was doing to try and please people so we worked a lot on this whole people pleasing thing right and and how could she be more solid in herself and her own self-esteem to not worry about what other people think to be able to stand up and she's the best te bottom teacher around to tell you that how could she stand firm in who she is so that because what happens when you're really secure in who you are what other people say doesn't matter Right. But she was buying into what other people said. People say, what, what will they say? So we worked a lot on how she could improve her self-esteem, her sense of herself, and get really kind. Then, then with her, it came down to confidence, her own confidence in what she was doing. And I had to talk her through. I had to look at her. I had to talk her through her back and her training, uh, all the things she'd done. And I said, where does a lack of confidence come in? Because she had so much training. The woman is so brilliant. 
she's so brilliant not just what she does but in the whole kind of personal development side of things she's done so much of her own work on that side but she was stuck or she couldn't get she, all her personal development couldn't get her past her own stuff that's that's what happened you can't see your own stuff so we thought yeah. we worked a lot on her own confidence and building her own sense of i'm okay the way i am and it doesn't matter what other people say. Most of the time, I, there's a caveat. Mo, I would say 95% of the time, it doesn't matter what other people think. Yeah, well, I because think that kind that, of that's is true, just, whether it's in marketing or in life in general, but you're right. <laughs> life in general, yes. It, yeah. it, but when we see when it's in marketing, because uh, we're talking here specifically about marketing, that, those are things that can go, oh, no, I can't because. That's when the becauses and the right. buts come in. Mm -hmm. And that's so, so we worked a lot on getting her really solid in herself. And it was good because we'd done a lot of the same personal growth stuff back in the day, like years and years and years ago. So I could refer to that and the things we learned. No, we hadn't done to get stuff I'd done in Europe and she'd done here, but same systems we've both done. So over time, we just, you know, we just got her to the point where, where she'd say, you know, I'm going, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And I said, so what if they don't, what if the people don't like it? She said, it doesn't matter. It wasn't like, I don't care. It's like, she was very quiet and very calm. She said, it really doesn't matter. So I had to get her to that point. And then she could go out and, and as you know, when you go out and you present yourself with that kind of confidence, people pick up on it. But if you're presenting yourself with this kind of, not quite sure, are you going to like me? Are you going to not like me? People pick up on your energy. Right. And right. then, and then people who are hiring professionals, they want to know that you're an expert. They want to know that you're solid, you, that you're solid in yourself because otherwise, why would they trust you? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so we took her there and then we were in the middle of doing some other great stuff and then COVID happened and she had to close her studio. Right. Because of oh. course, ballroom dance kind of got close and personal. So yeah. she closed her studio, studio. We talk on the phone every now and then just to check in. It sounds and like she's got she, some videos, though. At least that was going for her. So hopefully that. Yeah, well, not, she, she was working. Yeah, she was working. Then she started working together. We looked at who could else could help on the technical side, and she's been working with a company. I can't remember where. We, together, we picked out this company who could help her put all the videos. Well, she had them all, and who could help her build an online. You know, I know mm -hmm. roughly what to do, but they could help with the whole technical side of building this online yeah. whole online building out this whole online thing. Right. So she's been doing that. And, and if you and ever need a company that does that, I know of one that happens to be mine, <laughs> Pepper's right. Media. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great. Yeah, well, she, yeah she, she has something. But if I know if I know anybody else, yeah, because we just went through and picked the company that looked good because I didn't really have enough. I had connections, but not ones who had the depth of experience that, right. that she needed. You know, yeah. so. Uh, she shifted completely her whole her whole attitude and uh, you know her parents her whole attitude towards her parents shifted because always like pleasing her that's really what a lot of this stuff comes down to is if you're people pleasers really what you're really doing is pleasing your parents it's all childhood stuff it's all yeah. childhood stuff most not all most of it's childhood stuff and now she goes to visit her parents should i could stand up she'd say like last time i was there my dad wanted me to do such and stuff such and shit i said no <laughs> like for her. standing up for herself, but not in a nasty fighting back. We're just in a very calm. Mm -hmm. No, don't want to just, do that. Yeah, don't want to do that. No, nope, don't that's want to do good. it. Yeah. And because boundaries. of that, <laughs> boundaries, yeah, because of that, the quality of her work with her clients shifted because she's shown up differently. That sounds pretty and then, amazing. Of course, yeah, when COVID happened, we talked about, well, can we still maybe work together? And she said, this was so true. She said, you know, my studio's closed. I don't even know how much income I'll have coming in or if this, how long this thing's mm -hmm. going to go on for. So it was really, I mean, she was doing pretty well, but she didn't know. I mean, look how long it's gone on for now, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was really the uncertainty of, can I afford to keep doing things that aren't absolutely necessary? 
Right. And at the right. time, I, we talked over and I said, you know, if you're more comfortable taking a break, do it because I don't, there's no point in working with me if you're going to feel awkward or scared that the money's going to run out next month. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, that's not, not in service to you at all. So but we talk on the phone every couple of weeks. We just check in and see what's, what's happening. Oh, good. Well, hopefully and things will turn around here and yeah. she'll get to have her studio open and do yeah. all the things that she's learned and, to know that she can, you know, implement from what you've taught her and, and how you yeah. can get that going. That's yeah. good. And then she got married. She had a, a boyfriend back east. He's still back east. They met through ballroom dance originally, but then he moved back east. And, and they got married and she invited me to the wedding reception at the studio. She invited me to the wedding reception. Oh. It, was, it was lovely. It was yeah. lovely. So part of our conversation is always, what's going on with the other, with, with the other half? Because he's still back <laughs> yeah. east and she's still here. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. That well, that hard, seems yeah. like it would be something to, to definitely look into and follow uh, of this ballet studio in, in Santa Barbara. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Especially if there's online classes now. That, that, that seems really cool. Yeah. I know I could, I could use some... Yeah uh pointers and how to be graceful more graceful because you know <laughs> i always uh my balance has not, not always been great so i remember taking a ballet class just to try to work on my balance and gracefulness and my little sister was the one who could have all the the dance skills i was not that person so <laughs> i imagine can, 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 she can help lots of people <laughs> right do you know a really quick exercise for balance you just stand up. I think it was originally yoga. Actually, you stand, you stand up, and you fix your eyes on a spot on the wall, and you stand up on your toes. Uh, and then, if you can, you take your arms, you move your arms this way, to and the side, straight out to the side, yeah, and then lower your heels again. It it shifts your balance, your sense of balance, really quickly. I do it probably every couple of days. Well, especially now that we're on Zoom and, and all of yeah. these calls these days because we're working from home or, you know. We're sitting, sitting, we're sitting yeah. too much, you know. We are sitting yeah. too much. It's true. I, much, yeah. <laughs> I did a, I, I hosted a, a, a workshop and uh, I actually had a yoga instructor come in for the break and, and had them, you know, do a 15 minute uh, stretching exercise, got people up and moved around. And, uh, and I think it really helped because in the rest of the conference and uh, you know, the rest of the online zoom training that we were doing people were a little more engaged they were awake they were you know ready to to learn and you know grow together but before that i could see you know the energy just sort of you know people were turning off their their screens and and just you know turning off their their videos and and kind of you know maybe disengaging but after we had the yoga session it suddenly became maybe a reinvigorating. more yeah reinvigorating so absolutely yeah. i i agree with that are you are you yeah. a yoga do you practice yoga maggie I just I started doing yoga way back in the 1970s when I was living in Oxford in England and then I've done on and off never really seriously or consistently but I do have a couple of things you know maybe about 10 minutes I do every day just enough to kind of keep me a little bit flexible yeah but I want to say in terms of movement and grace there's someone I don't know if this would be interesting there's someone I know here I've done some I've helped with some of her writing work Uh, she used to be a ballet dancer and she was she started learning ballet when she was about two years old. Went to those all those big famous ballet schools in New York, and went became a professional ballet dancer and got injured as well. Had to stop. Oh, and then she went into learning all these different forms of movement modalities and body body things. And that's what she does now. She teaches movement on Zoom, and she's done some work with me. It really helped. Uh, some of the things that I was going through. So I don't know if you'd be interested in talking to her to get kind of, because, because she was a ballet dancer, she knows about grace and movement. Yeah. She, knows to, she knows how to keep you centered 
and, and how to keep your feet on the floor and still be, and still feel that, you know, you're not constricted. I'll send you her name and if you want to contact her. Yeah, that'd be great. Maybe we can have her on the show. She can give us some some pointers on that, especially since we're all sitting and doing Zoom and all these things so much now. We need to have that movement and center, be centered and have that balance for sure. Yeah, I'll send you. Her name is Ruth Ruth Alpert. I'll send send your contact information. If you want to contact her, she might be a good person for your show because uh, she works with a lot of uh, business people, obviously. (laughs) Well, let's talk a little bit more uh, about you and just uh, some things that that you're uh, doing now uh, one thing I like to share with our listeners is how you are marketing your business and what seems to be working for you uh, and how I mean you know we're in marketing right so I always like to ask marketing people who you know what are they doing to help market themselves so what are some things that are working for you Maggie okay what works best for me is networking I do a lot of networking on, and now of course it's all online mm-hmm and uh, yeah, so do a lot of networking and referrals. Networking and referrals are the big thing for me right now. And, and of course, referrals, you have to ask for them. Most people don't think of referring. You have to, you have to actually go out and ask for referrals because people don't think. And then you have to ask them in the right way, you know, not just who do you know, but, you know, but like, do you know anyone in your networking group? Do you know anyone in your PTA? You have to be very specific. Give them something. Give them a mind something to hook on to. Otherwise, if you just said, you know, anyone who could use my service, it's like this big kind of cloud and they don't know, their minds don't know where to go to. So there's that. But what I'm doing now, I'm shifting that as well. It's still going to be networking. But what I'm doing now, and I'm just starting getting this built up right now, I'm starting a Facebook group that's going to be, okay. and it's called The Magic of Mindset and Marketing. Nice. I like it. And, uh, and it's going to be, I was just this morning working on figuring out how to do an application form so I can, so I can uh, capture email addresses and mm-hmm. put them on my email list. Uh, I'm going to start a Facebook and that is going to be, since we're all at home anyway, I'm going to make that, when it, it takes a while to build that up, but when that gets built up, I'm going to make that the core of my business. Because a lot of people are doing, I know about, at least mm-hmm. offhand about, about six different people, people who have Facebook groups, and that's all they do. Right, but we, you have to we've be, been building to, ours too. Yeah, Marketing Expedition yeah, Members Group. And now I think there's officially 600 people that we're getting, you know, great. It's continuing to build, right? It does take time to build it and organically Six grow times. it. And yes, right. yes. Yeah, for sure. And and it's um, and for me, it's going to be a group where people can actually be engaged, not a group like in the group we, we met in where mm-hmm. the only people who could post were the owners of the group. That to me defeats the whole purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Where there's no engagement, you don't get to know the other people in the group. That's, you know, if it's only about me making money off the members, that's not, that doesn't work for me. It's like, right. how can we connect, not just connect you with people with me, but how can, how can, the, how can other people connect with each other and help each other? I want it to be a kind of a connecting mm-hmm. place as well. Mm-hmm. And the people I know have had really successful groups that's how they do it. Right. And they're very strict guidelines about what people can and can't do as well. So, so I'm working on that. I hope to get that started in the next week or so. Well, and that, when, when, awesome. when I get that up and running or get that built to a certain point, then I'll probably mm-hmm. shift everything over to that. Nice. All nice. my networking. Because really, as you, know, as you know, Ray, it's all about relationship, building relationships with people. I mean, the old, uh, you know, 
you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, kind of old pushy sales stuff. <laughs> that doesn't work anymore, not at work all. Anymore. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. But I'm surprised at the, at the people I know who I thought knew more who promote that and that's the way they do their business. You oh. know, it's money, money. It's all about the money. And don't unless you're going to make money. No, I think do things if you can be of service and help people and the money will come from that. Because right. you're building solid relationships. So giving value and people giving, like to do things with, with people that they know, like, and trust. So make exactly. it to where they can trust you. Absolutely. Ex exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's my approach. Yeah. So that's what's, that's kind of what's in the offing and hopefully it'll be up and running pretty in the next week or so. Excellent. Now, any um, plans to write a book or do a podcast or anything like that? Um, not right now. Um, well, I'm writing a book, but it's nothing to do with business, personal ah. book. Ah, I spent okay. In, in, in the late 70s, I quit my corporate job. The first time I quit, and then I went ah. back. Uh, I quit my corporate job, and I got rid of everything I possessed, and I packed my backpack, and I traveled around the world for two years. I literally went around the world once in 1978 wow. to 1980 or something like that. I'm writing a book about that because I had some like, wild and woolly adventures along the way. Because I traveled mainly in underdeveloped countries, not in Europe or oh, the USA. Goodness. So that book got got stalled a number of years ago for a number of reasons but the um podcast i hadn't really thought of that i think it's probably something i could do at some point but i haven't haven't really thought of it um you could build upon well, with your you know magic mindset in marketing and, yeah. and build up as a part of what you're doing for sure <laughs> down the yes, road anyway yeah 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 I th I think I th I th yeah sure when, when i'm ready yeah <laughs> yeah i'm not it's like right now uh, I'm focusing on first of all, I get this Facebook group set up because mm -hmm. I'm um, my, my acupuncturist told me the other day, I said, your brain is tired. Stop working. I said, I, I, your brain is tired. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so I'm not actually pushing. I'm not pushing things right now. I'm taking it a little bit easier than I normally would. So I don't want to overwhelm myself with too many ideas. But podcast or something similar, I don't know if it's podcast or something else, mm -hmm. is definitely on the horizon because I think it's a great way to get exposure. Right. Well, and you being the copywriter that you are, maybe that could be another skill set that you can use and, can, and do for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. To promote my podcast. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But I do have a number of programs I developed a number of years ago mm -hmm. that need to be upgraded. I have a program I call the Foundations of Marketing. Oh, and I call yeah. my program, Why Should They Do Business With You? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, well, I need to upgrade it. You know, it's, it's old-fashioned. I do it on conference calls, and the, 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 there are really no visuals to speak of. I'm that's. I'm going to upgrade. I've got about three programs like that. I'm going to upgrade those mm -hmm. and start putting those. Up. Once I get the Facebook group up, I can put start putting those out there as well. So that's kind of like the next, probably the next thing I will do is make use of the of the assets that I have already. Oh, good. Or get well, them up to. Yeah. Before we wrap up, um, any other kind of words of wisdom or uh, ideas or inspiration that you want to share with our marketing expedition listeners today? Um, I think in terms of marketing, well, they probably know this from you already, Ray. In terms of marketing, um, don't necessarily follow the crowd. Right. Figure out who's your audience, where do they hang out, what are they going to respond to. And if there's something that the crowd, everybody out there saying, do this, do that. If you don't like it, don't do it. If it's not going to be fun, don't do it. I'm a big believer in only do what's, only do what's fun for you and what you can be good at. Now, you might as well learn to be good at it. But if it's not going to be fun for you, don't do it. It'll be too much of a struggle and a fight for you to, mm -hmm. and too stressful. 
I uh, have been teaching um, at Boise State University. It's a, it's a university here. And right. one of the things that I said to my students was, uh, you know, when you're working with a client, you want to have it be fun, fame, and fortune. Fun, you know, is it going to be fun to work with? Fun, fame, and fortune, yes. right? Fame, oh, are you like going to get yes. referrals? Are you going to have, you know, networking opportunities? Are they going to, you know, recommend you? Could you maybe get accolades and awards and then fortune are you going to make any money <laughs> right Find yeah right fortune. yes yeah right <laughs> yes yeah yeah so you know it's and that that, that that's it so if it's not fun if, it, if it's not fun if you, if you have your own yeah. business if you're working for a corporation you're an employee you don't have a choice you got to right. do what they tell you to do but yeah. in your own business if you have to be self-motivated and you're it and you have to keep doing everything if it's not fun at some point you'll give it up yeah and you why do it if it's just it. not going to be fun right I do it yeah. Fun. Yeah. yep exactly <laughs> yeah. well Maggie I know you have the beautiful sunny uh weather ahead of you I know it's maybe not yes. at the moment but uh I want to just encourage you to share that with us and and share what your uh you said that you you know early on you didn't want to do this career because everybody where you're at is is happy so you didn't want to have to help those who weren't but uh, just share a little bit about your surroundings and, and kind of the mindset that you get to have every day when you help others and when you help them with their mindset and marketing. Oh, it is so much fun. It is so much, it is so fulfilling and satisfying to see someone have that, oh my God, that aha moment. Yes. It's like, it's all worth it when they get the aha. It's like, oh my goodness, that's why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. And Good. then... If they're that, then we have, we come back and we have our next session and they've actually implemented something based on the aha. That's even better. Uh -huh. <laughs> if not, then, then if you go back and say, so why didn't you implement with such a big aha? Why did you, why did you do nothing with it? You know, there's something else then that we should dig into. Absolutely. But yeah, it's just, it's just the, it's just seeing the looks on their faces. Cause if I do long distance, I do zoom. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do phone only. It depends on the client. Sometimes I do phone cause I can hear a lot in people's voices. The tone of voice and the verbiage they use tells me a lot sometimes. Right. But yeah, so that's it's like watching people get get ahas. And, and, and Maggie, how can they get a hold of you? How can they get their aha moment from you? Where can they go? How can they sign up or do uh, things with you? They can go to my website, which is mymarketingmessage.com. Now the website is still very focused on the messaging part. I'm in the process of updating that to include the marketing and mindset. So that's a place they can get, get in contact with me or via Facebook. I'm on Facebook at Maggie Dennison. And that's two N in Dennison's, by the way. <laughs> two, two, two N and one S. Right. Okay. Very or good. phone. My phone number is 805-965-9173. And that's Pacific Standard Time in the U.S. Correct. Okay. Excellent. That, that, that's a textable cell phone. Ah. The text is fine as well. Tech, yeah, text is good for me too, man. That's that's the best thing. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Maggie, for, for being on the Marketing Expedition podcast with us. And I uh, hope that this will help you in some way and help our listeners from what you had to share with us. Thank you for giving us your words of wisdom. And the most fun part for me was listening to your beautiful accent. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I love thank it. you for having me as well. Yeah, and I always say... Uh, I grew up in Northern Ireland and I still have the accent to prove it. That's right. <laughs> but but here's, right. here's the funny thing. When I talk to my sister who's always lived in Northern Ireland, she says, you sound so American. 
Oh, so when they hear you, they think that you're And when she comes here to visit, the first step, I keep saying, Liz, can you slow down? I have no idea what you're saying. Because the accent's so thick, I don't understand it anymore. Anyway, that's nice. But thank you as well, Ray, for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. And for our listeners, uh, enjoy the marketing journey until next time. And please be sure to subscribe and share and recommend and rank and like and all the things that you need to do in order to help us help you. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Find more online at Peppershock.com. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.